0: The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion, and the latest around the Broncos as the season continues. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter, We're today on the podcast we are recapping instant reaction from the Broncos lost to the Green Bay Packers. They are now 0-3. They lose 27-16 to the Packers. We're going to discuss why they lost, who is to blame, and what Denver needs to correct to just try to get a win, as this is a bad football team right now. We're also going to get your interaction on Twitter, at Ronnie Radio is where you can follow me. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K radio. On Twitter, but first, of course, our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a uh, hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirit chef Andrea Varela. And that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. Head on over there to Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com. All right, let's just start with some basic stats here. Broncos lose Green Bay uh, in Green Bay to the Packers 27-16. Give you kind of a, a just brief overview of the game, and then we'll get into individual performances. Uh, Denver was um, ineffective on offense early. They uh, once again get shut out in the first quarter, and they do allow a touchdown on the opening drive. So many fans thought this was going to be kind of one of those long days again, and then Denver started to uh, clamp down on defense, but boy, a five-minute of game-time sequence towards the end of the first half, beginning of the second half, was just brutal. They allow the touchdown to Green Bay, and then, of course, they come back, have the big turnover, and then Green Bay scores again 14 points in five minutes, and it's a big, big problem for Denver because now you're playing from behind. At that point, it's 24-10, and Denver obviously not equipped uh, in a, a, a two-touchdown deficit, or really two-possession altogether not equipped to come back from that type of uh, scenario because you rely mainly on the ground game. Now, I will say on the ground, they did pretty darn good. And I tell you what, Philip Lindsay had a nice little game, 21 yard or excuse me, 21 carries for 81 yards, the two touchdowns. And I think we should probably give one of those touchdowns to Dalton Reisner, who literally threw Philip Lindsay into the end zone, kind of a creative little uh, deal there, but good awareness from Reisner, good fight. From Philip Lindsay as he really showed out. Royce Freeman, who dealt with uh, what was reported as a shoulder issue earlier in the game, actually came back to have a nice day running. 15 carries for 63 yards, 4.2 average for him. Denver had a little bit of an issue kind of getting into a rhythm early and continually did that same deal where that we've talked about on the pad podca- on the podcast before. Running Phillip Lindsay to the inside and in the red zone, running Royce Freeman between the 20s and not in the red zone. And I just, I'm bouncing him outside, I just don't understand why you're not taking true advantage of the skill sets that those guys can provide to you. And I just, it's, it's so... it's it's so frustrating to watch because we see this week after week after week and it just doesn't make any sense so uh, Certainly there are still kinks to work out on the offense, but overall this is a offense that week to week to week We are seeing them improve so it should be noted that look Even though they're clearly not you know clicking on all cylinders This is a team right now that is getting better on offense. Joe Flacco finishes 20 for 29, 213 yards with a pick. It was a bad pick. Uh, You can chalk that up, per se, to the weather, which obviously featured rain. It was a very damp day at Lambeau Field. Looked like it slipped out of the uh, hands of Flacco and obviously into the arms of the Green Bay Packers defender. Now, this is a team that began to move the ball quite well when it comes to uh the the third and fourth quarter. But it just seemed like every single time they started to get some offense or momentum, they obviously have the the turnover. And the turnovers killed them. That's a, there's no other way to to put it. Uh, Denver on third down actually Uh, Near the 50%, over the 50% mark, they were 8 for 15 on third down, had 300 plus yards in total yards, and a team that also, look, on the ground really dominated the Green Bay Packers, and in time of possession, dominated this game, 35 minutes to 24, and I mentioned this on the podcast on Friday, I said they, their only way of winning this kind of game is to take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands and to dominate the time of possession, dominate the ground. And that's exactly what they did. The problem is you have the interception thrown by Joe Flacco. You have the very careless fumble from Noah Fant. Uh, Just turnovers left and right, and then of course the strip sack that uh, Elijah Wilkinson just looked. Uh, That's the problems you're going to deal with when you don't have a good offensive line, and unfortunately it killed Denver. They turned the ball over three times. Green Bay, a turnover-free game. It is a big reason why they won the football game on Sunday so Denver is now 0-3 0-2 on the road they come back home against Jacksonville and of course we'll uh, have to deal with Gardner Minshew the new up-and-coming hot name dancing around the locker room in a jockstrap I tell you what this is going to be a team that um, look they can't beat anybody right now but they need to Uh, really lock in because this is a team that is struggling in several phases of the game it's not just the offense it's the defense if it's not the defense it's special teams and actually special teams had an up and down day Deontay Spencer with a nice return he had finally somebody showing us some life from the return side of things a uh, kick return that ended up being 60 yards in length he did have the one punt catch that um, was was very ill explicit caught he had to back up until like the three yard line did make a guy miss but then a penalty called on the play a, a, a very weak block in the back ends up pushing this Broncos drive I think it started on like the three it was brutal McManus makes the one field goal that he did kick but of course the extra point Hitting off the top. It doesn't end up being the difference, but a big missed extra point regardless. For Brandon McManus, that snaps one of the longest NFL streaks, at least, so far in um, well, in all of football. So, uh, obviously, a, a bad loss for Denver. Uh, injury-wise, they did have a big injury to Derek Wolf. Now, we do have news from that. X-rays were negative for Derek Wolf's ankle. He went out, I believe, in the second quarter, can't lose really anybody, obviously, but Derek Wolf, a big one. So hopefully for the Broncos, they will be able to uh, look, have a team that stays healthy. And um, obviously, good to see that news from Derek Wolf. Uh, Vic Fangio talking post game said, uh, We're not saying, quote, we're not doing enough good things that the good teams who win games do. No way, Vic, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about Vic Fangio because his defense, his defense that was supposed to be the dominating force for this team is their biggest weak link. and it is becoming, I am I am slowly shifting gears here. I'm slowly shifting gears from baffled and disappointed to bothered because this is a team that can't even hit the quarterback. This is a big problem for Denver. They finish with one quarterback hit in this game. I don't care if it's Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. They have three quarterback hits, no sacks, and no turnovers through three games. That is 12 quarters. That is unbelievable. Considering the talent on this team, the Bradley Chubbs, the Vaughn Millers of the world, and quite frankly, look, we talk about this all the time, there's talent with Justin Simmons and Will Parks, and I actually think Josie Jewell's quite the player. Shelby Harris, Kareem Jackson, Chris Harris Jr. For this team to have no sacks, no turnovers, and three quarterback hits through 12 quarters is just it is it's a bit embarrassing, to be truly honest. This is a Denver team that is not going to win any games if they can't get to the quarterback. And once again, they do not touch Aaron Rodgers. And look, no more big bad defense for Vic Fangio. This is, quite frankly, a embarrassing effort so far that uh, these these three games have just been absolutely mind-blowing to see them have a complete inability to even touch the quarterback, and I don't know who to blame. I'm not sure if it's Vic Fangio. I don't know if it's at Donatel. Quite frankly, the execution by the players has been very suspect. It's it's unreal to see them have such an inability to get to the quarterback. So we'll we'll break that down and we'll get into it. I do want to get to some of your comments, and uh, of course you can react on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E the letter K Radio. On Twitter, where uh, asking you, Denver now 0-3. Who is to blame for the issues that Denver is facing? Uh, your responses to the game will start with Brandon, who says, disappointed but not surprised. He also notates the officiating, and I want to get into this. The officiating had a very ticky-tack call on Emmanuel Sanders that called back the Royce Freeman touchdown. Up uh, very. Very ticky-tack call. It's not the reason they lost, but I tell you what, the officiating, once again, not Really playing the, uh, uh, the benefit of the doubt, if you will, to Denver. It was a very poor call. The block in the back also, I thought, was just a, a real bad one uh, from the uh, the kickoff that I mentioned earlier, or the punt, I should say, that was received by Deontay Spencer. Uh, Austin Baker on Twitter says, We should have won the game, shot ourselves in the foot. Hard to win when you do that. Agreed. Look, you turn the ball over three times against a team that doesn't turn the ball over three times and has an Aaron Rodgers-led offense offense. I, I You tell me that previous to the game, and I'm telling you they probably lost that game every single time. So, obviously a problem for the Broncos that they are going to have to uh, correct immediately. Uh, Mestis Chick says Fangio in over his head, uh, and then goes into a tinfoil theory that I'm not going to even bro- bother bringing up on the podcast, but look... Um, Elway has made mistakes, and I think Denver is seeing a lot of those uh, mistakes. At least the harvested fruits of a disastrous draft. We've talked about this on the podcast. This is a big problem of why they are struggling now, because either a they're just not talented at certain positions, or b the talent they do have is simply just not very good. So that's obviously a problem for the Denver Broncos. Continuing the discussion on Twitter, you can follow me at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E the letter K Radio. On Twitter, uh, Kevin on Twitter says missed opportunities, the last two games penalties against Chicago, turnovers against Green Bay, defense not creating opportunities either, and that's where you know that that's the big thing is like you know it's it's one thing if you're getting to the quarterback, you're. Sacking and, and, you know, just shutting defenses down. They're not even creating opportunities for themselves. This has been a, the inability to get to the quarterback and uh, truly disrupt, not, e- not even stop offenses, disrupt offenses has been non-existent. It is un unbelievable that uh, we are seeing this. I, I have not seen this much talent before be so ineffective for a Denver Broncos team and it is absolutely baffling. On Twitter, uh, Chad says, roster scheme, high money events don't match right now and not buying into excuses for Flacco. We'll get into Flacco in a little bit. Lynn says, three games, zero, ta- zero sack, zero turnovers. Team is more competitive, but they still suck. I'm not really sure what that means, I guess. Uh, rebuilding, 0-2. you got to change that now to and 3 uh, Mile High Beauty on Twitter says, Broncos continue to beat themselves by making stupid mistakes. Yeah, bad mistakes. Bad mistakes. Uh, Evan says, "Blow it up." He says, "Quote uh, or or on on Twitter." He says, "Quit trying to go eight and eight or nine and seven. Burn it to the ground and start over." Uh, we we'll get into that here in a little bit as well too. I'll react to that in just a second. Uh, Vernie says, "The O line major problems. Pathetic play. Look, the offensive line up and down today. They actually I thought were improved, but uh, also just did not have." a very good day as well, too. And that should really tell you where the bar was for that offensive line as they have just been not good this year. And, look, they they lack talent. They lack depth. Elijah Wilkinson with the sack that results in a turnover. And, again, you know, there's a reason why Elijah Wilkinson is a depth guy, Uh, has still not crafted a starting resume that is worth it. But, of course, Denver needing to force him in because of the Jawan James injury. On Twitter – Frown driver Briggs says expected a loss on the road versus Rogers still see potential with this team. Great game for both Lindsay and Freeman and the The defense held their own turnovers killed us. Johnny on Twitter says unforced errors continue to haunt that's on coaching and talent. John Rock on Twitter says, soft and unfocused team, listless coaching, no two-minute drill capability. I tell you what, I was clawing my eyes out. With about five minutes left, Denver was down two possessions, and the lack of urgency uh, just mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. There is nothing that I hate watching more than a – a, a, a offense that needs to have a sense of urgency with a lack of sense of urgency. It's the worst football I think I could possibly watch because I'm just I just screaming at the TV. is like, why aren't you going faster? Do you not understand the awareness or the situation at hand right now? And look, this is a Denver team that that's their problem. They fall behind and they cannot catch up. It is a big problem for this team that they're going to deal with all year long because they are running focused. If they fall behind... Joe Flacco is not the guy who's going to be able to just simply get yards in bunches. 17 here, 10 there, 26 there, yada, yada, yada. This is not an offense that can do that, and that's going to be a problem they're going to have. It's much better when you're, above, when you're up with a lead. It's terrible when you're behind, and particularly with two touchdown uh, deficit that you got to make up with less than five minutes. Ryan says, when I was in trouble as a kid, my parents would bring out the phrase that hurt the most. Quote, I'm not mad, just disappointed. Mm, Ryan getting to the core (laughs) of the issues for the Broncos. Uh, Kyla on Twitter says, I'm not discouraged. Vance Joseph started 3-0 in his first season. We know how that ended. Unlike Joseph, I see hope, I see improvement, and we're improving against some tough teams. Still wondering where Vaughn is. Another thing I've noticed, refs taking a TD away from, of course, the holding in the last two games. Uh, And then, of course, Diamond Rattler on Twitter says, Welp. Here's to next season. I want to. Break, I want to go back to what Kyla said. I. I have to say, I think it's very unfair with some of the comments that people are making comparing Vic Fangio to Vance Joseph because it's just, it's just not logical. Uh, Vic, Vic, Vance Joseph was completely in over his head and had no idea what he was doing. And the it, really the biggest takeaway from that is, you know, Vic Vic Fangio is coaching. First of all, in his first three games, okay, you need to understand that, okay? Um, The Broncos are also a team that is not being blown out in these games, okay? This is a competitive game against Green Bay. Quite frankly, I think they were robbed of the Chicago loss. Uh, That was a game they should have won. Obviously, the officiating making a self-admission that they blew it towards the end. So, however you want to make of that, that was obviously a close enough game to where they were still in it in the end obviously and and one call goes a different way and maybe they win that game and also the Oakland game where look they clawed back into it and it was a one possession loss and certainly uh, a loss is a loss that's the reality of it but they weren't being blown out and that's my point because Denver under Vance Joseph in the two years that they played were beaten by 10 points or more 12 times. And that's a big, big number because that tells you the inability, the um, borderline incompetency that they had is they were being absolutely throttled. You know, it, it wasn't the um the 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 close losses like you're seeing this year it was the complete blowouts where they just looked ab- absolutely helpless that really stick out like a sore thumb in Uh, of Vance Joseph's tenure it was the 51-23 against Philadelphia it's the the 41-16s against New England it's the Miami blowout which I think was probably the most scarring for most when they lost 35-9 it's it's the way they're losing that's different under Vic Fangio because quite frankly you could argue they're one and two and a lot of people believe the Green Bay Packers are the second best team in the NFC right behind the Cowboys so look this is a good team they were on the road and they hung tough unfortunately they beat themselves and maybe you consider that a win almost a silver lining if you will because of the fact that if they play clean football they may win this game they very well may win that game if they play absolutely clean football. But look, we debate the facts. They didn't, and they end up 0-3 because of it. So you can get your reaction on uh, Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E. The letter K Radio on Twitter. I want to get to one of the bigger issues that relates to Vic Fangio and his coaching after this coming up. So again we talk about the issues and the problems that Vic Fangio is facing. And a lot of this roots back to the style that he wants to play or the the mindset that he wants to instill to this team. And that's the the no nonsense the no death by inches, et cetera, you know, style mindset. And that's a good one. I think I think that's a solid way to be thinking as a rookie head coach because at least you won't get beat by the fundamentals, right? Right? That's what that's what you're thinking, right? It's like, okay, we're gonna at least make sure we don't beat ourselves so that All we have to do is just play clean, sound football, and we're probably taking care of at least 50% of games where a lot of teams beat themselves. Now you see a game like this where Denver looks like just a disaster, uh, and they are beating themselves uh, with dumb penalties, with bad turnovers. Um, the the uh, challenge early in the game for the office look I've said this on the podcast nobody should be challenging that that play because that's that's an unwinnable challenge you're never going to win that 10 times out of 10 It was a bad decision by Vic Fangio Now you are seeing major problems because in, in the way we look at it is, they're losing in ways that Vic Fangio was supposed to be instilling as a strength. That's that's the big problem that I am seeing right now. This was supposed to be at least a mediocre defense, or a, a defense that's nearing top 10, top 5, and they are in the bottom half. I mean, they are a bad defense. They're, make no mistake, they're a bad defense right now with the talents of Chris Harris Jr., with the talents of Von Miller, Bradley Chubb. So whose fault is that? That's that's the question. Who Who is to blame? Is it Von Miller? Is it the fact, and, and Ryan asked this on Twitter, at WhatAboutSports, he says... Is our problem on defense the defensive scheme or offense um, or or on the players just sucking? That's the real question right now that this Denver team really is having a trouble I think developing is, is they now have a scheme that isn't working for the players that they have and that's a big problem they may have to end up changing up and if you're Vic Fangio who's this defensive specialist look you better instill something that actually works Chris Harris Jr. a man cover guy an excellent one they're playing a ton of zone they really want to play soft coverage and rally to the, the, the ball carrier they don't have linebackers they can do that uh, with all due respect to Todd Davis and Josie Jewell that's just not their game they're not speed guys they don't have the talent to do what they are trying to do so is it time to change that they can't certainly change up the roster too much there's nobody to trade for there's nobody to sign that's worth it this is going to be problems they're going to deal with all season long so it is up to Vic Fangio and Ed Donatel to start making the adjustments they don't have the players to run what they're trying to do so adapt and change because until you do you are going to see the same problems plague you over and over and over again you're going to see quick passing so you can't get to the quarterback now you're not disrupting the offense quarterbacks have a bunch of time to sit sit back there and do whatever they want and here we go only a single quarterback hit that was Bradley Chubb's Against Aaron Rodgers. They have three quarterback hits on the season. No sacks. No turnovers. It is just mind-blowing to see. They are all whacked out when it comes to defensive. And it's crazy. Because if you told me at the beginning of the year. If you said the defense was was going to be the weakness of this team. I would have told you you're smoking that mile-high chronic. But right now it truly is. The best player over the last twelve quarters, it's Joe Flacco. And and that's not really saying much because Joe Flacco is having a meh year. It's it's very meh, it's very moot. He's looked good at times, he's looked bad at times. The interception, very unfortunate. I think weather had a lot to do with that. But the fact of the matter is that he has been the strength of the team and nobody on defense seems to be playing with their hair on fire or a, a dominant effort. Bradley Chubb has looked good at times. Justin Simmons has looked good at times. Kareem Jackson has looked good at times. And then they've all looked really bad at times. But the bottom line is, as a unit, they are playing very poorly. And this is a team that can't get to the quarterback. They're not forcing turnovers. And the bottom line is they are losing games because they can't get off the field. And they lose, once again, 27-16. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast, presented by our friends over there at tap 14 and our friends at Pro Football Focus use the promo code PFF25 to save 25% off your order at Pro Football Focus at profootballfocus.com. So, where does this Denver team go? Boy, you tell me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at @RONNIE the letter K Radio. On Twitter, we'll get to some individual efforts here today. Look, really, your MVP today was Philip Lindsay at the 21 carries for 81 yards. Also caught four passes for 49. Had the two touchdowns. One of them where he basically was just flung into the end zone by Dalton Reisner. Very nice job uh, from Reisner on the awareness for that effort. Uh, Cortland Sutton five catches for 87. He had the long 52 yarder that kind of ballooned his stats there. He did finish as the highest targeted Broncos receiver with eight Noah Fant three catches 37 yards had the big fumble that just is inexcusable Noah Fant has been really just uh, no part of the offense so far this year Emmanuel Sanders also a very quiet day two catches for 10 yards did not really do much for the Broncos at least today against the Green Bay Packers. Joe Flacco finishes 20 for 29, 213, averaged 7.3, a throw, and of course had the interception. He was sacked six times by the Green Bay Packers. Now, the the big thing that I think is, is very glaring to take away from this game as well, too, is, is the fact that look, when they established drives, they held on to the ball for a long time, and drives moved down the field. Their scoring drive to get it started, 15 plays, 77 yards, took off eight minutes of clock. Their second scoring drive, ending in a Brandon McManus field goal, 15 plays, 63 yards, seven minutes Off the clock. The Phillip Lindsay touchdown run, 12 plays, 75 yards in six minutes. This became the problem though, of course, when they were down by two possessions late in the game with five minutes left, and you can't score quick. This is why they just can't beat themselves with turnovers. They cannot do that because look, they can move the football. That's there's living there's proof right there on the stat sheet that they can move the football, they can continue. Uh, drives with third down and, and Joe Flacco on that money down is performing. But the problem is is that you can't win if you turn the ball over. If you're Plus-minus differential is three in the minus category. You're never winning that game. I don't care if it's Aaron Rodgers as the opposing quarterback or if it's Deshaun Watson, Phillip Rivers, Patrick Mahomes, Gardner Minshew next week. You're not winning that game uh, just in general in the NFL. The NFL is you're giving them three extra possessions where uh, they're probably scoring 10, maybe 13, 17. Worst case scenario, 21 points on those three drives. You're just not winning that situation every day at Denver Broncos. So, it's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. You can continue your reaction on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. So, we look forward to Jacksonville. Of course, we'll have a daily podcast out every single day next week as Jacksonville comes to Denver, Gardner Minshew, and the Upstart Jaguars. Look, this is a Denver team that... uh, uh, they're a bad team right now. They're a bad team. And I know everybody wants to talk about how the Jaguars are not a very good team either. And they got a new quarterback who isn't really doing much. Look, they very much say the same about the Denver Broncos. They don't got an offense that is uh, truly moving the ball to a, a large extent uh, or efficient extent uh, 16 points again. You know, I, I know we talk about the, the great drives that Denver had and how they were long and, and, you know, 12 plays, 15 plays, yada, yada, yada. The fact of the matter is that Denver put up 16 points. They, they have put up in three games, 16, 14, 16. That's not good enough to win. That's not good enough to win in the NFL. That's going to rank in the lower third, the, the lower two thirds, the, 25 through 32 in the NFL. And you're going to be get beat every single Sunday if you don't score more than 16 points. The Broncos Blitz Podcast is presented by our friends over there at Tap 14 as well as our friends at Pro Football Focus. I'm all done for the podcast and our reaction uh, special, if you will. Appreciate all your responses. Keep them coming on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K radio on Twitter. All done for the podcast. We'll... See you next time. You can catch up on the Broncos and their losses, evaluations, discussions, podcasts, all that great stuff. It's at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. And, of course, on the radio show as well, too. Uh, We got a lot of takeaways on this podcast, certainly way more than the Broncos' defense because they can't seemingly get one on the 2019 season. That's at milehighsports.com. It's MileHighSports.